Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Hello. Are you ready for this? Tres, dos, uno. Here we go. How do you say here we go? Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend with two of my best friends, Marcia. Fly Slaughter. And Robertson. I have an answer for everything. I should have been a lawyer. You're just a confused person. This is very true. I know, in the jar, in the jar. Uh, I got it. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And Moxie. Yes? It's time for a new podcast. Yes, it is. Do you know <laughs> what episode this is? I do know what episode this is, but I'm sure you're going to tell everybody else as well. Yeah. This is episode 21. Well, you don't sound so excited anymore. Well, I, I, I'm focusing on pronouncing Spanish words correctly. I'm, you know what I'm concerned about? Here's what I'm concerned about, I'm Moxie. I'm concerned about you. I'm, well, me too, but I'm concerned... Here's what I'm concerned. I'm concerned that you are no longer uh, caring about the podcast as much as you did during season one, and that you are no longer saying the words properly or as enthusiastically as you were during season one. Well, okay. Do you know why that is? Because you're over? There are two reasons for that. Okay. The number one. Dollar in the jar. The reason, reason number one, reason number uno <laughs> is because my Spanish knowledge is basically from number one to 20, or more like number one to like 17. One so to 12. So beyond that, yeah. So beyond that, I start getting freaked out a little bit. Hey, someone's uh, messaging you. Yeah, I should probably turn my phone on. Be a silent. good idea. Yeah. As you turn yours on silent also, <laughs> you're welcome. Don't tell anybody Reason that. Reason number two is I was super hyped for this when we had t-shirts for sale, and now we we haven't hit 15, so I can't do the intro, and I, I'm really sad. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you stop uh, stop plugging stuff, but we still have t-shirts for sale as of right now. Shop.thebestfriendshow.com for $14.95. 95 95 cents, Moxie. You can have your own You're My Best Friend t-shirt delivered to you within three to seven business weeks. <laughs> business weeks? <laughs> hey, I, you know what? I don't make up the rules. They do. The, who does? The, the, the company that prints our t-shirts. Oh, not the Postal Service? No, yeah. The Postal Service could care less or couldn't care less or whatever the correct saying of that is. Could. Could. Could care could, less? Wait. Or no, couldn't, couldn't care less. It couldn't, couldn't. It couldn't care less? Because if you could care less, that means you, you could care more. You send us a tweet with your vote at YMBF show. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. <laughs> it's a very important topic, Mox. We really need to get to the bottom of this situation. Yeah. Last week's episode was incredible. What type of feedback did you get from the people of both Hong Kong and the United States and the world? And the world? Yes. So Hong Kong, United States, and the world. And the world. Except for China. They don't really like us right now. I don't really want feedback from China on this issue. <laughs> um, I got so many good comments, not only on the song, but on the podcast. We, I had a couple of listeners specifically reach out to me and tell me, hey, I had no idea what was going on in Hong Kong and learning about it through the podcast, being inspired to do some research of my own because of your song. 
um, it it's just it's really been good for a lot of Americans because this issue it's so convoluted like we have no way of understanding this outside thing outside of our country unless we know someone who can explain it to us and for me that person was Elaine so um, having learned about this issue basically like getting the foundation for this issue in my brain from Elaine that then empowered me to go and research more and learn more about it. So I'm really, really thankful that we were able to have her on the show so that she can do that for the rest of you and everybody can learn about the issues in Hong Kong. Yeah, and it was great uh, having Elaine a part of the show. She's in the studio. She's somewhere around here. Upstairs. She needs to, I don't know why she keeps showing up to our studio, but uh, it's very interesting. As long as she keeps bringing tacos, I'm fine with it. I brought the tacos. Shh. Well, Moxie, your song is also out and available right now on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, uh, Snapster. And if you really want to, just eat, just, just Venmo me seven bucks and I'll send it to you for free. I thought you were going to say Snapple Music. Snapple Music, yes. Snapple. Oh. Diet Snapple Music. The Egg, uh, out now by Moxie Ann. Also, there's a lyric video out, too, for it. So Yes, go uh, check go the check lyric out. video out uh, at Moxie Ann Music on YouTube. No. MultimediaMouth.com, keyword Moxie Ann. Okay, but then after you watch it on Multimedia Mouth, go there first because that's got all the info on it. But after you watch it, subscribe to me on YouTube, please. Yeah, you've done really well with your subscriptions numbers. Subscriptions numbers. Yes, I have. Um, all right, Moxie, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some bridesmaids and some weird stuff. Weird stuff? Weird, yeah, weird stuff. I don't know why. So just FYI, we're doing video podcasting again. I keep looking at you across the room. Yeah, stop it. And it's kind of weird. It, this is weird stuff. <laughs> uh, we got to start doing this remotely, Mox. Yeah. Um, we'll be back after this quick commercial hey, break. Hey, what? I can, if you're watching this on the video podcast, we can do it with remotes too. If you want to do it remotely. Okay, we'll be back. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No! <laughs> You're my best friend. It's back. We're doing stuff again, Moxie. <laughs> and uh, I'm not really sure what that was, Mox. But uh, you have, we have incredible things that we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks. We're on episode number 21, Moxie. 21. 21, 21, 21. Stop it. I'm uh, the Italian one. I am the Mexican one. Now that people know that, send us appropriate food. <laughs> so send me Mexican food and send him Italian food. Exactly what I was thinking. We got to make up for thinking. the deficiency in our exactly culture. Exactly what I was, deficient, there's no deficiencies in my culture. No, no. I mean the deficiency in each other's cultures. Whatever you say, Mox. Whatever you say. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about some stuff that you have, uh, that, you, that you've pulled up in your Google Docs. That I pulled up in my Google Docs. So over the week, when we're planning for this episode of the podcast, occasionally, more like like every day, we will send each other, uh, <laughs> we will forward each other a link or a picture or something, and we'll just say in all caps, podcast, and then I add it to a list, and then we immediately forget about it. But this week, something funny happened because we both sent <laughs> each other the same exact things. Twice. And like- like, I didn't read his, and then I sent the same thing, but a different article no, back to no, him. No, you did not. No, it was the exact same article. I sent a different one. I sent a more accurate one. Oh, my gosh. I sent you, with the one that we're talking about right now, you sent me back the exact same link. I sent you a different one, I think. No, it was the same one. Okay, but this has happened about four or five times now. Twice. Within the last two weeks. Twice. No. 
Twice. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Guadalajara. <laughs> <laughs> so the one that we're talking about right now, this is an article from USA Today. And the title of this article, I'm sure some of you have seen this, is Maid of Honor shows up to wedding in T-Rex costume after being told she could wear anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Would you do this, Ruben? To your wedding or just in general? Well, that's assuming you're going to be my Maid of Honor, (laughs) which is up for grabs at this point. So I I heard that wrong. I thought it was just a bridesmaid. I didn't know it was Maid of Honor. No, Maid of Honor. It was Maid of Honor? Oh, Uh okay. I thought it was just a bridesmaid. Yeah. See, because I figure, you know... I would, you know, here's the thing. I would totally do this. Yeah. I would totally do this, whether it's best man or, you know, man of honor or whatever the, the heck. Man they, of honor? That's what they call the Groomsman. man. No, they call a man who is a, the, the the maid of honor. They call him the man of honor. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, because we talked about that about three episodes ago where I am legally, you are legally bound for me to be one of your bridesmaids. Um, I don't know that we agreed on that. We did. It's in audio. Are, it's in the notes. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, I can call Matt and ask him. He just listened to all of our podcasts and wrote hey, notes yo, for us. Hey, yo, Matt! <laughs> just wrote a bunch of uh, notes for us. So, we, we, hey, Matt, we appreciate you for that, by the way. So, I totally would. Um, I totally would do that. I would show up in, a like, a Barney uniform if I could. A Barney uniform? Yeah, you know. Not like Barney Stinson. No, well, that's a suit, so no. Because I would be okay with you showing up in a Barney Stinson uniform. So, so a suit? Yeah. Okay, yeah, That'd no, I would. That's usually what I wear to weddings. Cool. Except I use, I do jean pants with my suits. Okay, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the ones with like, there's like a sour cream stain on the knee. Maybe not that. Maybe, so much fun. So maybe, tell me more about what happened here, Mox. Maybe not. Well, she posted a picture. Of, so this is her sis, her sister. Her sister told her that she could wear anything because. She knows that she's not a big fan of like formal dresses and she probably doesn't have a lot of money to spend on stuff. Um, she, so her sister reassured her by letting her know that she could pick out any outfit that she chose. And she posted this picture and captioned it, when you're maid of honor and told you can wear anything you choose, I regret nothing. <laughs> and um, this photo went viral. Um, it went viral a couple of days ago, so there have been pictures pretty much everywhere. Um, the uh, I can't think of anything. So here, here's the funny part about this. So she said she can wear whatever she wanted. Probably didn't have a lot of money. How much are bridesmaids dresses usually? There, uh, I just bought one and it was like a hundred twenty. Okay, so this this but mine was on the cheap side. So this T Rex costume. Uh, goes anywhere, be- well, probably more than this too, but anywhere between $49 and $65, but probably more for this particular one that she wore. The one that I'm looking at is more of a generic one. Uh, so she spent, <laughs> she spent 60 bucks potentially, or maybe a little bit more than that, yeah. to, to, to do this. Now, was it a joke? I think that she, well, okay, here it is. She did say anything, and if I'm spending more than $50, I want it to be a dinosaur costume because they're fantastic, and I've always wanted one. She sent her sister a text and was surprised to find that her sister was okay with it. Oh, so she cleared it with her sister. Oh, cleared it. Oh, yes, okay. Multiple times. And then um, there were some negative comments in uh, on this issue on the internet because everybody wants the internet to know what their opinions are. Even us. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> us especially. Um, but our opinions are mostly on useless things. So anyway, uh, 
the sister, so the bride came to the maid of honor's defense on social media. And she said, it's not a joke. It's a giant middle finger at spending thousands of dollars and putting ungodly amounts of pressure on ourselves just to please a bunch of people who, in the end, only want free food and drinks. My sister is awesome, and I genuinely was not kidding when I said she could wear whatever she wanted. Well, that's kind of hypocritical, though. Why? Because she's, you know, she's saying, oh, well, I don't care about all these people who just want free booze, you know, free booze and, and food. And, you know, I'm not going to spend hundreds of thousands, you know, thousands of dollars on, a, you know, whatever. You spend thousands of dollars on a wedding. Like, if you really, if that was your stance, you would have gone to the courthouse and just done, you know, spent a couple hundred bucks. Not necessarily. I think so. I think what she's saying is just because we're spending money on this doesn't mean that we're doing it to please people. Like, there's one thing to spend thousands of dollars on a wedding because you want it to be a social status or to impress people or to make people like doing it for other people is very different from doing it from. But realistically speaking, yourself. Realistic, realistically speaking, uh, I had one shot of that apricot brandy that you have back here, and I'm ready to slur my words. <laughs> um, and I, Thanks, and I, mom. And I mixed, I, I mixed it with my diet snapple too, Ooh. so I don't know what's going on here. I want to try that. Here, try it. Here, let me toss this your way. No, no, no! Don't throw anything at me. I will. I can't catch anything. That's true. It would have been fun to catch on the on the podcast, though. Okay, do it. No, I'm not going to do it now because now I'm afraid I'm going to hit my microphone. It's going to fall, do it. and then your camera do gonna it. Fall, I'll catch then, it. No, you're not. You're not going to fall. Also, I mean, you're not going to catch it. Can I just say the, the picture of this this uh, wedding? It looks like it's in some kind of a backyard. So this looks like a backyard wedding, like something fun that they spent money on, but you know didn't. You can rent. rent a a, you could rent a nice. A nice backyard. Yeah. And spend lots of money. To pay. Well, Throw where, me the brandy. You sure? It's a glass bottle. No. <laughs> no, the Snapple in the plastic bottle. Good catch. <laughs> Good catch. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> when do we start drinking on the podcast, Mox? I'm not sure. This is wet. Yeah, because condensation. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know. What, what's, what state was this wedding in? Ooh, that's good. Peach. Diet peach. Snapple with apricot liqueur. I'm doing this forever. It's apricot brandy. That's what I said. Um, that's really, really good. <laughs> you want to keep that one? Yeah. Can okay. I keep yeah, this no one? Worries. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I, have, I have another drink here too. So I just um, I'm actually the... not sure what state this was in. Hold on. Let me, let me find out. All right. Pause for edit. Not really pause for edit, but. <laughs> pause uh, to mix the drink. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. Okay, okay. So it's so it was cheap then. Yeah. Because Nebraska is a cheap state. That's kind name, of offensive. The name of the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no good tacos in Fresno. Nebraska is a cheap state. Oh why, my why not? Gosh. Let's just just offend everybody in this podcast at some point, Moxie. By the way, I have apricot brandy because my mom's favorite drink is an apricot sour, and now my favorite drink is an apricot sour. So thanks, mom. Thanks to our executive producer, mom. <laughs> So, okay, so let me ask you this. Would you realistically be okay with your one of your bridesmaids or maid of honor or best man or even a guest to your wedding showing up in a T-Rex costume? A guest to a wedding, yes. Really? Yeah. Are you getting ideas? Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple now. <laughs> can I get can I can can we auction you off for a wedding? No. Like, like, can the highest bidder get to marry you? No. Can I call somebody and just offer him to you? Actually, that's kind or of- offer you to him? Not, no, no, no. You're thinking about it. 
<laughs> uh, well, no. You get a commission. N- no. 30%? I'm just, okay. In my head, what I'm thinking is if we're auctioning me off to the highest bidder, the highest bidder is going to have some money. So. Oh, wow. Someone thinks highly of herself. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, the highest bidder could be a dollar. Okay. Then I reserve the right to veto no. this auction. No. Because. It's yes or no, and you already said yes. Then no. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Yes, you did. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Stop drinking your alcohol at that five o'clock in really the afternoon. That's really good. It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh. It's almost six now, actually. Um, (laughs) All right, Moxie. So we have a great guest today. Is there anything else that we want to talk about on this this topic right now? I don't think so. Do you think Gigi drinks alcohol? Probably. Uh, I actually, I wouldn't be surprised. I think alcohol is keto friendly. Hmm. I think some alcohol. On the subject of weddings, I think that peach snapple. Sorry, that was like pew pew. Uh, I think that at my wedding, the signature drink should be peach snapple with uh, with apricot. Brandy. Wow, I can't. I'm, I'm telling you, up. one shot and it messes you up. <laughs> this stuff is strong. It's great stuff, Mox. Thanks, Elisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxie, when we come back, we have our special guest for this week's episode. She is a YouTube chef personality. She has a new book out called She Does Keto. It's a great book. I have not read it. Um, You're going to. I'm though. going to, though, because I want to cook some of that food that's in there. Me too. And uh, I'm really excited to have Gigi Ashworth on the show. She'll be on the podcast with us right after this quick commercial break unless you're watching the video version then uh go watch us dance for about three seconds cool ready to do this box let's do it let's dance dance it out on the flow if you're really about it don't take it slow take it slow everybody shout it jump up and down put away the hands around Moxie, we are back from a quick commercial break on this podcast with somebody who uh, I've known this person for a couple of years now. We've been friends on Facebook for a while. Uh, I believe, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we met at The Voice. Uh, the one, we did. Se- okay, yeah. great, great. The one season that I actually won The Voice, I met her. <laughs> Um, she, uh, she's, she's on YouTube. She's a, she's, she does stuff with food and she writes recipes and she has a book out that we're going to talk about. Um, and I'm going to call her by her YouTube name, which is Gigi Eats Celebrities. Gigi, welcome to the show. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. How are you? I'm good. I just ate some celebrities. So I'm feeling (laughs) right now. Which celebrity did you eat today? I just ate some Mark Wahlberg, actually. Very nice. delicious. I want to ask you about how did you come up with that username exactly? Oh gosh. So, um, it's kind of a long story, Uh, but anyway, I moved to Los Angeles. I want to say like nine years ago at this point, which is kind of crazy to think about. And, uh, when I initially came out here, I worked at E entertainment. I worked at a place called buzz media. I was really interested in the celebrity lifestyle and stuff because I'm from Wyoming. So I was like, Whoa, it's like glitz and glamor. Um, but I also have always been very passionate with food and health and fitness. So I started my blog, Gigi Eat Celebrities, because I was told, well, I guess I need to back up again. I wanted to be an on-camera reporter for E! or Buzz Media or whatever. And they told me that in order for me to potentially obtain one of these jobs, I needed an online presence. So I started my blog, Gigi Eat Celebrities, where I would make fun of diet and fitness trends of celebrities. So oh. the word eats is kind of a play on words for makes fun of. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. 
That makes. But that I've makes morphed it. I've more since then. My blog has completely morphed into something completely different. So. <laughs> but you're, you're still eating celebrities, which is which is fine. Oh yeah, I mean, I still eat them on the regular. I just don't really like. Well, I guess Instagram stories let me, you know, showcase that to a, a wide audience, but I don't do it on my YouTube channel that much anymore. So let's talk about something that happened recently. I actually just read your your blog post about this, and we're gonna jump right into the real stuff here. Um, because dive right in. We're just gonna dive right into this, um, and I, I want to kind of structure this around like kind of like your blog post, where you're like, "Oh, it's before the main dish, all this stuff," but I'm not as cool as you are. Um, you you, <laughs> po- you posted that uh, there's a, a brand, and I don't remember all the details, but there's a brand that you entered into a brand sponsorship deal with uh, for you to create specific content around their product uh, that just up and ghosted you when you requested payment. Um, so Phil, yeah, it was just insane. So let, fill us in a little bit as to uh, how they reached out to you and if you can give us you know, as much detail as you can without violating any confidentiality or whatever that you might be in. There's no confidentiality because they're totally, go- they ghosted me. So guess what? All of the well, contract stuff is neglected. You know, I thought ghosting was awful when it was a boyfriend. <laughs> well, imagine, right? imagine when it's a company that owes you money. So Ugh. spill the tea. Tell us all about yeah. this. Well, okay. So I want to say back in maybe February, it was a company reached out to me. It's called Proteva Mom. Uh, it was a collagen company specifically for new mothers, because I'm a new mother, if you will, and or pregnant women. Um, they had this, you know, oh, there was extra vitamins and minerals that were beneficial for, for women that were in this time of their life. And I thought it was a great uh, product because not only do I take collagen on the regular, like I just think that, you know, it's really good for women who just gave birth or who are pregnant to get up uh, extra supplementation in their yeah. life. So I was really... Uh, I was I was all about that life and I told them to send me products so I could try it out first and all that sort of thing because I always do that with companies before I actually agree upon doing anything and so they sent it to me I tried it I said oh this is great you know I'd love to work with you since they reached out to me asking to yeah. and I said well uh here are my here's my rates uh let me know what you think and we can continue this further I'll continue this conversation further so you know, they emailed me back and they were like, oh, wonderful. You know, we'll, we'll set you up with, let's do four posts on your Instagram, one a month, and we can sort of theme them out uh, for each month. So this uh, month, August, was supposed to be my last month working with them. And uh, we'll pay you, oh, I, I mean, I can disclose the number if you want to know, but they, they are the we ones. We always want to know. <laughs> they were the ones who came to me yeah. and gave me the number. Yeah. Like I, I did send them my rate sheet, but they just went up and were like, okay, we're going to pay you this. And I was like, okay, cool. Sounds cool. great. And then she, uh, she and I went, you know, through a couple more emails discussing like what the theme was and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and then she also mentioned, just please, can you invoice me at the end of this quarter? Because our payment system is set up that, you know, each quarter we we dole out payments or whatever. So the end of that quarter was supposed to be in July. And so I invoiced her. She said, um, invoice me after your second post. So I posted my first post, no problem. I posted my second post, no problem. I had been interacting with this woman named Tracy, and she was very happy about him and everything like that, albeit she was a little slow in responding to me. So that was kind of like, 
okay. I mean, some brands are just slower to respond than others. It, it is what it is. Uh, and then for my third post, I emailed her a week before I was supposed to post. And I was like, hey, just wanted to see if we uh, were still on on board to go forward with third post. I just want to check about my invoice because I know you got it because I have mail read tracker on Gmail. So I know you read it. And when I sent that email, it got bounced back to me. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So inst- I, instead, I I researched her name in my Google to find like a previous email train that we had. And I responded to one of those and I still got a fail to deliver message. And I was like, cool. I can only see where this is going right now. Mm. Like I just knew that this company was going under or she maybe got fired because there wasn't enough communication within the company to really say, okay, yes, we're going to pay her this much and all that kind of stuff. Um, So then I contacted the info at protivamom.com mm-hmm. saying, hey, I just wanted to check to make sure that I have Tracy's right email. Let me know. And they read the email, never responded. Then I contacted them on Instagram several times and they kept reading the messages and not responding to a certain point where they stopped reading the messages because they knew that, mm-hmm. you know, if they read the message, I would see it. Yeah, And I was writing like, guys, I can see that you're reading these messages and you're not responding to me. Like the, what sort of business practice is this? This is d- despicable. Yeah, And I even mentioned, you know, something in the respect of, by the way, like if you guys don't respond to me, you will be blasted. I will write a mm. blog post about this. I will push this out to my following who happen to be a lot of influencers, much like myself who I don't want them to be in the same position as this. So you're almost doing me a favor because you're fueling the fire I have inside of me to, you know, tell others to, you know, make sure that they have contracts in place and stuff like that. Now, I mean, one thing that sucks for me is we never really had like a clear contract. Like I never signed an agreement. She didn't either. I just have email threads of literally everything that she said, like, yes, we're 100% on board. We're doing this. This is how much you're getting paid and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And so I posted that all over my blog. Yeah. In the the state of California, though, that is legally binding. So you could theoretically, you know, if you're able to track these people down, you could theoretically go after them. And you don't have to disclose how much money you were supposed to make of this. But at some point, it kind of comes to the point where it's like, is it worth going to small claims court or or going going down that route? (laughs) I just just feel like I have way too much going on right now that, like... Uh, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And this happened because I was supposed to write this blog post to warn other people, Mm. to remind people to be true to themselves and to stick up for themselves and to also not be sellouts. Not that I was a sellout in this situation, but when I wrote this blog post, it just reminded me that, you know, the word influencer has such a negative connotation to it these days because a lot of influencers are huge sellouts yeah. because they see that almighty dollar and they're like, oh my God, I need, I need to do this for $5 or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, but then everyone loses trust in you. And with, you know, what I built for myself, the reason why people follow me, they've told me this, is because I'm very honest. I'm very open. They know I would never lie to them. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to lie. So, yeah, I kind of have, like, I have word vomit. just kind of comes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. And and, and hopefully the, the 
part of the reaction to this too is that this post goes somewhat viral and, and goes out there and you can make up some money on the ad, you know, ad revenue on the, on the other side or sell some books or something, you know, in, in the process, yeah. which we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, but Moxie, before we move forward, it's time for signature question number one. All right. Signature question number one. Well, since we're talking about something, your blog and sayings and being genuine and word vomit and all of this, the, I'm going <laughs> to, Okay. This is the question that tends to throw people off. So get ready. Um, okay. Number one, if you had a life quote or your life motto right now, what would it be? It is what it is. Nice. That's I like great. that. Because it, it, it is. It is. And, and everything works out in the end. That's another one that I really believe in too. You know, some mm-hmm. people would think of that quote potentially negatively. They're like, yeah, well, everything can work out bad. And I'm like... You know, I'm a very positive person that I only see things happen happening, you know, in a positive way. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. with with it being what it is, um, there's a couple things that the cynic in me, as you're kind of explaining how things go, how this transaction was was being set up, where you know, red flags kind of popped up in my head. You know. Yeah. Um, but I've also haven't dealt much with brand deals and, and you you have so as you're going through this chain did you ever stop and think like hmm, maybe this is too good to be true like you know i came in at at x and they came in slightly above x so that's that's a red flag to me kind of in a sense where it's like you know if if what i'm usually charging is less than what they usually offer you know in my head i think oh well maybe you know what i mean like i, I don't know how to explain it in a sense but did you go through that process at any point before this kind of blew up and you thought to yourself there's a couple red flags here, but I'm still going to trust it anyway. Or, or what, what was your mindset going into this, the negotiations here? Honestly, they, the, what they were uh, um, telling me they'd pay me was pretty much online with what okay. I had pushed to them. So that never was like a red flag for me. What was a red flag was her, uh, her not emailing me back mm. fast enough. Like I'm not saying you need to email me back within five seconds of me sending an email, but it would take her like a good week to write me back. Yeah. And, and I would, you know, have to follow up once being like, so is this happening? What's the next mm. steps? Like, should I actually create content? And then she'd yeah. be like, oh, I'm sorry. We're having like email server issues or some crap like that. Yeah. You know, those types of excuses. Yeah. So those are the only red flags that I had. But overall, the, you know, series of events that occurred in terms of us emailing back and forth that happens on the regular with brands with me, because, you know, there are contracts typically um you know in state but at the same time there are companies that i work with that we just negotiate and come up with a number and keep talking back and forth via email and there's no actual signed situation Mm. so and they work out so i didn't uh, the only red flag as i mentioned was that her emailing response rate was low yeah now is there something that you 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 learn that you're gonna that you would tell people this is, you know, I would put this process in play moving forward to make sure this doesn't happen again in the future. Like maybe, you know, uh, an immediate payment or something like that, or are you just kind of like, this is just a, you know, a one in, you know, one in a thousand type thing that, that I have to deal with at some point in time. And hopefully it doesn't happen again yeah. anytime soon, but it's just kind of, it is what it is. I mean, Kind of both sides to that. So what I would recommend to people is not only, you know, maybe create your own contract as Mm. to what you will specifically do for the brand and send it their direction if they don't already have a contract. 
Um, you can also ask for half of the payment up front if you feel comfortable doing that. For some reason with me, I don't feel comfortable doing with that or doing that, excuse me. I, I mean, I'm always going to uh, submit my work. I'm always going to publish what, I'm, what I tell them I'm going to publish. But for some reason, I don't feel like I deserve the money until after I publish. And obviously that could, you know, be of the detriment of me, but that's just how I, how I roll. Now there are some brands who are very much willing to pay half, you know, before I do anything and half afterward, which is, you know, welcomed with open arms. But for me personally, I'm just like, just pay me afterward. It's fine. Um, and then obviously there's another aspect to that too, is I'm a very, I, I like to call myself in a weird way. I'm not the safe choice when it comes to being a, an influencer or YouTuber or whatever, as I am crass. I'm very vulgar at times, but like in a, in a funny way. And some brands can't really handle that. So um, I also like to be paid afterward just in case they decide that they don't like the content I put out there. You know, mm -hmm. obviously I'll argue with them to be like, hey, excuse me, I do deserve something considering, you know, I, I did promote your product yeah. and I did what you said. I just happened to throw a boobs comment in there or something like that. <laughs> um, so that's another aspect that I kind of have in the back of my head where I'm like, just pay me afterward. But, you know, at this, on the same accord, it's brands need to do the research about the influencer they're working with before they actually agree upon anything. So, yeah, that's that true. Too. Well, and I think that says a lot about your character, too, that you would trust the brands enough that you're working with to, uh, you know, to say, hey, give me just give me the money after I do what I need to do, because there's there are a lot of freelancers out there. There are a lot of people who try to protect themselves either with contract or with getting the money in advance because they don't they don't trust the person that they're working with. And I think I'm all about I'm all about building trust. So when the, the brands that I work with, I build relationships with them. Yeah, I make sure that I'm friends with them, basically. And we're like emailing back and forth about our children and our family lives. And oh, my gosh, I'm sick today. You know, like we, we get into the details. That's and awesome. That's great. By doing that, I just, you know, we build trust between each other. And then uh, they also learn far more about me and how I roll. And they're, you know, OK with that. Or, you know, some brands are like, hey, I know that you like to say the F word a lot. But like in this video specifically, can you just make sure not to not to throw those in there? And I'm nice. like, yeah, of course. Nice. So, yeah. I know that the term influencers has a very negative connotation, oh. but I think that if more influencers were like you, it probably wouldn't have such a negative connotation. Well, I have, that was the best compliment I've received today. Thank <laughs> you. Well, and I, I think that, you know, a lot of, like she said earlier, like a lot of times these influencers are so driven to, to, to generate sales for themselves that they, they're willing to say, Hey, you know, here's as Philip DeFranco calls it, these poop teas, you know, like, you know, here's a tea that's going to make you poop and make you lose weight, you know, and they push these things without doing any research. I hate those products. I get reached out to about those products and, Oh, I ripped them a new one when they message me. I'm like, do you really think I need to shit out my life out? Thank you. And then I, you know, tell them how unhealthy it is and stuff like that. Cause it's, it's ridiculous, but so many people do that. And the reason why we talk about those types of companies specifically is because the damn Kardashians are yep. the ones who promote yep. them all the time. And yep. I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys have millions of followers and this is so unhealthy yet. Everyone looks up to you for some weird reason. Yeah. Uh, I cannot believe how 
uh, what? Yeah. I, I have no words because it pisses me off so bad. Yeah, right there with you. <laughs> yeah, we, we all feel yeah. the same way about the Kardashians. I think that's something that I think the world agrees with that. Um, oh, yeah. Moxie, let's jump into signature question number two, and then right after that, we'll talk about her book. All right, awesome. So signature question number two is one of the things this podcast is about. Uh, Gigi, what is your favorite taco? Oh, salmon. Nice. But like, I'm not going to lie, it's going to be lettuce wrapped because okay. since I am a okay. keto eater, I don't eat taco shells. However, there is a company out there, they sell these at Costco, uh, and this is not a promotion, like I'm not getting paid for this, but it's called <laughs> Crepini, and they make um, little, what do you want to call it, uh, pita wraps or whatever uh, out of cauliflower and egg whites. Really? And they're the most amazing thing ever. I have yet to stuff salmon in one, but I eat them. I like walk by the refrigerator. And I'm like, ooh, I think I want one. And then I take the package <laughs> out and I eat the whole thing. So there's that. <laughs> I'm going to try that now. We're going to Costco. Yeah. We're going to Costco for this. We're getting, what was the brand called? What was it called? It's called Crepini. Crepini. We're getting Crepini and we're getting salmon. Crepini. That sounds yeah. like a, like a Ooh. fake Italian word. <laughs> I know. I I'll have the capini. Play on like crepes or crepes. I almost said crap. Oh, okay. So I call yeah. cre- I call crepes crap all the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so she does keto. It's your new book. It's is is it out now? Yes, it's out. It has been out since uh, June eighteenth. Awesome, awesome. Nice. So it's it's called She Does Keto. It's by Gigi Ashworth, who is our guest right now. Uh, it's available on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and probably all the places, ev- all the places you can probably b- find a book. All places. Um, <laughs> so, what happened? Target. It's a Target. All right, yeah. we're going to Target. We're going to Target. No, I'm waiting for it to be on the Costco table where all the books are. Yes. 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 There, I'm like, okay, Gigi needs to make it into Target. <laughs> that's awesome so it's called she does keto um and it's let me uh let me read the whole thing the complete ketogenic diet for women how come just for women well the publisher the publishing company that reached out to me to write this book they said they specifically wanted a ketogenic book specifically for women to create that sort of niche because the company that I worked with, what they do is they actually research the topics that are being searched at that moment in time. Mm. And then they find the authors to write the books. And so they found me through Instagram and they saw that I was keto and you know, a woman obviously. (laughs) So I'm glad they saw that. (laughs) It just kind of worked out. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I've done keto before. Um, it's really yeah, interesting. You didn't yeah. know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we learn something new every day. It's awesome. It's just it's hard for me to keep up. But what would be so after writing the book, after doing it yourself, what's your biggest tip for doing keto? Honestly, it's a mindset thing. So you have to really be a hundred percent on board with changing your life. And sticking to it. Yeah. Like a lot of people come to me for advice or coaching and all that kind of stuff. And I'll always have like a preliminary interview with them to, you know, hear what they need or want or what they can't live without and just get a sense for who they are as a person. And after that first meeting, I can tell whether or not they actually are on board with Mm. starting a lifestyle change. Um, And if they're not, I will say that to their face. I go, you know, I, unfortunately, I, I'm not going to be able to work with you because I can I just know that you're not 100 percent into it. Mm. And a lot of people might be shocked when I state that. But then 
we continue to talk and they admit that they're actually not. They want to do it, but they're not ready. Mm. And it could be for a multitude of different factors. Like, you know, there could be relationship drama. There could be money issues. They could be out of a job. You know, there could be so many different things going on that I always say, you know, as much as I would love for you to tackle the diet aspect of your life uh, first, if that is what is currently, you know, not doing so well, you need to focus on these other aspects that obviously are taking far more uh, brain power, if you will. But if you do, in fact, go on a ketogenic diet, a lot of people have a sweet tooth and I always recommend erythritol. Erythritol is the best sweetener on the face of the planet. And if you need, you know, to get a little bit of sweetness in your life, that sweetener is just the best. No. And it'll, it'll honestly make you want to stay on keto because it won't feel like you're like without your sweets or whatever. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. So I Don't have, die. A, I have a friend who, um, has actually got me to hate the keto diet. Um, okay. Not, not because of the diet itself, because the diet itself is actually, I mean, it's, it's meat, you know, essentially it's protein. Yeah. Um, ah, so just meat. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's just meat. Uh, <laughs> meat like meat. Man like meat. Oh my gosh. Um, I, uh, so, meat too. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, Hey, I'm, I'm not saying that that's a, that's a, that's a bad thing at all, but my issue with the keto diet is that when people get on the keto diet, it's all they talk about. Is it's like the vegan yeah. diet. Too. Yes, it's, it's it's getting it's getting to a point. It yeah. drives me crazy to the point where I created a saying that the only keto I do has the word "ta" in front of it. Taquitos. Oh my gosh, it's, that's really good. <laughs> That is uh, cute. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, but I do, you know, I have seen this particular friend has lost a ton of weight and has become healthier. And I, I do see the benefits of the keto diet. But the problem with her, and I'm, I'm asking this on her behalf, <laughs> is how do you, how are you able to, how do you do keto and then also maintain uh, a high, a lifestyle of going out to eat all the time. Uh, is that is that something that goes hand in hand? Do you have to be disciplined? Do you have any tips for people who like to go out to eat but also want to be keto? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. <laughs> well, something that you may not know about me is I've actually been keto for 17 years. Oh, so wow. it's just wow. it's second nature to me. Going out to eat is not a problem. I also have food allergies and tolerances and all that sort of stuff. So it's easy for me to ask questions and be open and not embarrassed to talk to the server about what specifically is in my food, how things are made and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. my advice to people who go out to eat or who want to go out to eat when they're on the ketogenic diet is ask questions. Don't be afraid to stick up for yourself. Like mm. if you're the paying customer, shouldn't you get what you want? Yeah. Like I eat out every single day. Every day I go out to eat, whether it's lunch or dinner. And I always get what I want. <laughs> now I do have a rotation of like five restaurants I like to go to because <laughs> I know what I'm going to get yeah. and I know it's going to be fine. But yeah. I do get invited to go to restaurants a lot as well. And, you know, I just navigate the menu like, oh, there's the salmon. I see that it comes with rice and, you know, green beans and then mashed potatoes. Well, why don't I look at the other menu items and see, oh, that one has grilled asparagus and that one has, you know, some butternut squash. So when the server comes along, I can go, hey, so I don't want the rice to the potato. But is there a way we could sub in this, uh, the uh, butternut squash and the asparagus as well yeah. and see what happens? 
And it's really, and then another thing too is like, I went to uh, Wahlburgers. That's why I said I ate celebrities. I was at uh, Wahlburgers, Mark, Mark Wahlburgers Wait, restaurant. Are, are you in LA? Yeah, I'm there, in LA. Is there a Wahlburgers in LA? Yeah, it's on Sunset. Oh my God, we are going to Wahlburgers. Okay, we're going to Wahlburgers. <laughs> I went there. I went there in Vegas. This is a regular occurrence. I went there in Vegas and I stole one of their cups. And then, like two days later, it broke. So I have to go buy a new one. Total sidetrack. Sorry. Wait, what? Did it? All right. Well, there is one on Sunset. So you're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Podcast over. We got to go to Wahlburgers, Moxie. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I was there and I, you know, they have burgers, they've got salads, they've got all that stuff. But I decided, I'm like, hey, so I asked the wait- waitress, I go, hey, can I build my own burger? And she was like, yeah, of course. Usually people start with this and then they, you know, put their toppings on. I'm like, cool. So what I want, two turkey patties, I want a fried egg and I want avocado. And can you just put that on some lettuce? Nice. Done. Oh my God, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was really good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I eat, like a, I eat for a family of four. So I like picked up the bowl and I was like, this isn't enough food. I'm going to be hungry in like an hour. But I have two turkey patties. The one really weird thing is they chopped everything up into like pieces. Into a salad? And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like, I wanted to do that. <laughs> I'm really bothered by it. I don't know why. My husband looked at me. He was like, you're not happy about this food at all. I'm like, no, it's like really good, but I'm just pissed off that they cut it all up. (laughs) I'm not a four year old. I can do this. Uh, Maybe they thought it was for a child. Uh, I posted it on Instagram and I tagged uh, the restaurant and she asked me like, or maybe it was he, I don't really know. Uh, how did it go? What'd you eat? Blah, blah, blah. And I posted on Instagram. I'm like, I was really bothered by the fact that they cut up my shit for me. And she was, and she, he was like, Oh, I'll make note of that and let them know. I'm like, please do. Cause otherwise I'm not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so weird. I'm That's so, so weird. funny. You know what? It's genuine. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> See, well, here, if we're going to, if we're going to admit to things that kind of piss us off when we got to eat, I yeah. I can't stand going to Mexican restaurants and they put like they put like a little thing of salad on the plate as like I don't know if they actually expect you to eat the salad or not, but it just gets in the way of everything. <laughs> but then the worst part is they usually put the sour cream on top of it and it's just like you got you got salad in my sour cream, bro. Like what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> They're trying to give you some greens. They want you to have a little extra antioxidants in your life. I How have, about that? I usually get the green salsa because I know it's healthier for you. Oh, my gosh. That's not how that works, Ruben. It when is you, for me. When you order, see, this is what you have to do. You have got to ask the questions. you got to say, hey, is that little bit of salad going to be on the plate? Because it's take it off. I don't want that shit. I've I've done that a couple times and they just look at me really weird. Like like no nope. like, I don't care if you're trying to offload your romaine on my plate, but I don't want it. So put more on the next They just ordered too much. They've got it overstocked in the back. It's it's, it's about exactly. to expire. Their Cisco order came too with too many bushels. Yeah. And they're all like about to expire. They're, they're at the end of it end of its life. Um, exactly. I'm really interested in this book. I'm probably going to buy this book for myself and read it because I'm interested in the keto. I know. Don't look at me weird. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in you this. You know the title, right? She well, does- no. So here's the thing. Uh, sure, the first section of the book is dedicated to women, but the recipes and the meal plans and the grocery shopping list, that's for everybody. The recipes are not like women specific. It's not like if you eat my shakshuka recipe, you're gonna grow a ter- pair today. Like that's not. <laughs> I already have a pair. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Well, there you go. Uh, but 
so that's like a little bit of a misconception and it kind of makes me a little sad because some guys will reach out to me and be like hey I really want your book but like it's Mm. for women and I'm like yeah but the recipes are for anyone and there's 115 of them so oh wow yeah all right well I'm I'm definitely picking one up Moxie I'll buy you uh, buy you a copy as well yay cool Uh, Ah. and then we're gonna send them to Gigi so she can sign them for us and then she'll Uh, send them back yeah but if you guys are in LA I can easily go and sign them somewhere we should we should just have you meet us at at a Costco somewhere at Walburgers we'll have you sit out we'll bring a we'll bring a table that way it's like an official signing and everything and people will be like what's going on over there and we're like it's an author she's signing our books now everyone will think Mark Wahlberg is there and they get really disappointed you're like so that no not even a little bit close nope nope not even yeah uh Moxie it's time for signature question number three all right signature question number three this is a point of contention for this podcast yeah so so we're looking for tiebreakers here and the question is can you have more than one best friend outside of your significant other and family? That's a toughie. I'm going to say no, but you can have close seconds, thirds, fourths. Cause like all my <laughs> bridesmaids, I would consider my best friends, but out of all my bridesmaids, there's one in particular that is my best, 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 best friend. Because okay. I talk to her literally 15 times a day, every single day. And yeah, and she knows everything about my life. Okay. Granted, the other ones do too, but this one in particular is just like, I just, yeah. Okay. So only one. Now you know how disappointing it is when somebody goes against <laughs> what you think is true. And Gigi is speaking the truth. He's yeah, very see, vehement about lie, this. Guys, I don't lie. <laughs> oh man. So what, what is that? I think it's like, I think it's 47 like seven, to three. 17 to two, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi and I speak the hard truth, so that's uh, yeah. That's that's what it is. People don't like to know that they're not the actual best friend of somebody. I, you know, else. I respect all best friends. I respect all points of opinion on this. Moxie has three thousand nine hundred seventy-seven best friends. So, jeez, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of drama, right? I can't handle drama. I like to, message, you so know. I like to I like to keep it drama free. I've been very selective about my best friends. Good. You've got a screening process. That's a great thing to have. Yeah, there's a form that they have to fill out. There's a there's a confidentiality People agreement. Audition for me. They've got to audition. Like they got to do the chicken suit, all that. Oh thing. yeah. See, but yeah, but still, somehow, three thousand nine hundred and seventy-seven of them have slipped through the I'm process. Just, there's some good people out there. It's <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, she does keto. It's out now on Amazon. Uh, did she say it was on tar- at Target. It's a Target. It's a Target, Barnes Noble, um, and then <laughs> if, if you would like, go to ggeatscelebrities.com for more recipes and fun antidotes about anecdotes. Uh, anecdotes. What did I you say? Said antidotes? antidotes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how to speak. Hey, an antidote for your health? Question mark. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, and, Antidote uh, to all the BS out there. Are we gonna? Should we do yeah. an overtime with her? Yeah, let's do it. Do you have time? Do you have like an extra ten minutes here? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. So we're gonna stop the recording here. Uh, if you would like to listen to this overtime segments for our, our, our soon to launch Patreon people, so they're gonna get an extra bit of content uh, from us. We'll be back after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. 
Ruben, how did you feel about that interview? Oh, I love Gigi. I, I, I love too. her for, for two very specific reasons. And number one is because she is absolutely articulate and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two, she's just she's a good friend. She's a really good friend of mine. I've known her for years. Um, and I think she's an incredible person. And I can't wait for her to sign our books. Yeah, me too. So, Moxie, a couple weeks ago, we had one of your friends, Trista, on the show to talk about this really interesting concept happening to, uh, happening by women in the dating world called a foodie call. Yes. And I have found the revenge of the foodie call. The revenge of the foodie call. <laughs> yes, I found the revenge of the foodie call. So, Are we going to call this episode Nebraska is cheap slash revenge of the foodie call? I, I think we're going to go with revenge of the foodie call. All right. Uh, I think it's just a little bit better. But okay. I found... I was watching, uh, I was listening to Ryan Seacrest on the radio the other day. Well, that's and, no big surprise. And, and, <laughs> and so one of his, his co-hosts said, hey, there's this new phenomenon in the dating world where men take women out to eat, and if the date doesn't go well, then they send them a Venmo charge for their half of the bill after the fact. And I think this is genius. No. I, I think this is genius. I don't like this. I think it's genius with, uh, with, a, with an asterisk. Asterisk? Asterisk? Asterisk. 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 Asterisks. No. Asterisks. I keep saying the same word over and over again. S at the end. Asterisk. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an asterisk. Um, I think think if there's a way for you to tell for sure if this person was just trying to get free food out of you, then yes, Venmo them. However, if it was just an awkward date, you know, or, or maybe she wasn't, really friendly or maybe you guys just didn't hit it off or something then it's kind of a shitty thing to do then to, to venmo her after the fact okay yeah that's the thing if this is just a bad date and then you venmo her that's like assuming that no no hold on there's a difference though when you venmo her that means you're sending her money when you charge her on venmo it's a different story yeah charge her, whatever when you charge like if this is just a bad date and then you charge her on venmo because you didn't have a good time that's assuming that the role of a woman in every date is to make the date good and then you're like basically blaming her because the date was bad and maybe that's not the case i mean maybe if she was a total b-word to you and it was just wow that was so homeschooled if she was just totally awful to you and you could tell the only reason she went out with you is because she wanted free food and stuff like that then sure venmo her burn the bridge charge her on venmo i'm so sorry i'm gonna keep saying yeah, no, i know i know, I know but i know what you mean but though. like like you can't just i i don't instinctually I don't like this and I know that I'm saying that as a woman in a day of feminism when men and women are equal but to me it just feels like the man should be the one to take responsibility even if the date went bad I you know here's the thing I do think that the man uh has a bigger role to play play in this than what is um you know than what's being presented here I, I think it's great for a man to take the power back in a situation of a foodie call you know, like if it, if, but but then at the same time, it's like, how do you know for sure it's a foodie call? Like, what if exactly? She's, what if she's just a terrible date? Yeah, you know, like not 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 saying that she, her herself is a terrible person, but maybe she's just really awkward on very formal dates. Yeah, you know, it's I've possible. had I've had that situation where it's like, you know, oh, she's great on text message, great, and you know, on, on Snapchat, whatever. You know, the minute we sit down and have dinner and it's formal, it becomes awkward. Oh, I've definitely you know? had that. Or or. You know, it's, it's vice versa. She's terrible via text, whatever, but the minute we sit down and have dinner, it becomes this whole different thing. So yeah. I think, well, I, well, part of me is like, yeah, you know, manpower, like, like yes, you know, uh, revenge of the foodie call. I love it. I love the idea in principle. I think in, 
in execution, I think it can go really, really wrong. Yeah, and I think that it's also dangerous to start assuming things based off of first dates. Yeah, however, I think if you do multiple dates... Yes. ...and things go... And, and it's... Also, well, well, but at the same time, I'm also not against this. Here, here's one thing I'm not against. Okay. If... If... If, we, if, if, if a man just isn't ready to commit 150 bucks on a date. Okay, if you're spending 150 bucks on a first date, you have an issue. No, not at all. No? Well, think about it. We went to, we went, yeah, a couple days ago, we went to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And we got two slices of cheesecakes, two drinks, and it was $42. Okay, but like, where are you? I guess I've just never really been taken on a very expensive date. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> I'm like, but if you bring her to Applebee's, no. <laughs> well, no, but okay, so Applebee's, though, is pretty expensive. I mean, if you think about it, for, for two people. Kind of. I mean, okay, so I'm assuming you're going to, you know, okay, I'm assuming that you're not just going to get a salad, okay? So, but if you go and you get a steak dinner, that's $20, $23, per yeah. person. That's 50 yeah, bucks. That's true. You know, if you're going to have a couple of drinks, that's going to add up to another 50 bucks right there. Yeah. You know, so it adds up pretty quickly. So 150 bucks really isn't out of the range. However, if you're taking her to Denny's, which can also get pricey, but if you're taking her to Denny's, we, we really got to, you and I have got to chat about your, you taking her to Denny's if that's what you're doing. I you am know? fine with Denny's as a first date. I've been taking no, 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 pizza no, 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 places no. on a first date. Pizza places are cute though. Pizza places are definitely cute. Yeah. I, you know, here's, here's what my, the last first date that I, well, the, the best first date that I went on, I spent about 150 bucks on just food. Are you serious? Yeah, but it was, but it was, it was a great time and it was worth it at the time. And now I would rather not have done that, but, but I really liked her, you know, and it was worth it to me. And we had a little relationship for a little while and then things went haywire, but I'm it was dinner. It was desserts. It was dinner. Well, it was dinner, drinks. Then we went down to the pier, had desserts, and I bought her a sweater. And I spent like 200 bucks overall. Oh, so nice. So, but at the same time, I think I'm not opposed to the first date being something as simple as, hey, I'm going to pick you up at seven. Excuse me. I'm going to pick you up at seven. We're going to go to my favorite pizza place that, you know, sells a you know, pizza by a slice for $2.50 and a, and a, and a Coke for a dollar. You know, let's just, let's just go for a walk and talk. You know, yeah. like that's a fun date, especially if it's down by the beach or something down by a park or something. That's essentially what, uh, like the last first date that I had that uh, probably my favorite first date. Like <laughs> how well did that go? Uh, no, it went really well. And um, how long have you been dating? Um, <laughs> 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 no, but we like, we went to the beach and we killed our calves going to the beach because it was thousand steps, but like we just spent sat on the beach for hours and talked and then we got pizza and we well, okay, so is it, is this, probably like hold on hold on was was this was this no <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm interested to hear what you have to say uh you the people of the internet are you somebody have you been venmo dated how what do we have you been revenge of the venmo no revenge of the foodie call <laughs> what are we calling this this trend revenge of the foodie call do we need something smaller and something quicker than that uh let's call it venmo gate <laughs> Venmo gate? Yeah, like like Watergate or Sharpie gate. How, how about guilty as charged? Guilty as charged? I like that. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> uh, if you've ever been guilty as charged, uh, if you're a woman who's been charged by a man uh, for dinner after a date gone bad, let us know. Hit us up in 
DM us on, on Instagram yeah. or hit us up on Twitter or shoot us an email or however you want to get a hold of us. Uh, we are really interested to hear from you. Yes. Now, if you are a man who has Venmo charged, if you've charged a woman, uh, guilty or not, of for going out with you, uh, I want to hear from you as well. But this is probably not going to be a conversation you're going to want to have on air with me. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram, we got some responses to our weekly question today. Yes, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook because we ask questions every week. And if you answer the question, you get a shout out on the podcast. And I actually have no idea who answered this, Moxie. So please read the question, read the answers, and I'll respond. All right. So the question on Facebook is, or Instagram, or whatever, (laughs) wherever it is. On the internet. Go follow us at Best Friend Podcast. The question is, could you go seven days without your cell phone slash social media? Cell phone? I don't know what that was. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna read these really quick at bucket of merp says i could but i don't want to trie lawson lawson says i don't know which is a valid response that's a great response (laughs) was it i don't know or idk idk okay so probably not at jazodak five let me just just say this i'm gonna put this way if if your response to that question is an highly used internet acronym mm-hmm. that you probably can't go seven days without your phone. Just saying. Just saying. That is true. You know, I watched a, a comedy special one time where the guy talked about... Um, just once? It, yeah, just once. Okay. But the guy, he was talking about like voting for American Idol and you have to call <laughs> in and pay to cast your vote and it was like a certain percentage of people called in and responded, I don't know. And then, like, they paid to say they didn't know. That's hilarious. American Idol used to charge you for your votes? Yeah, they did. Wow. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but, yeah. Okay. At Jazodak 5 Jericho says, I want to believe I could, but I'm not sure I'd miss certain people too much. Ruben, would you miss me if, if we couldn't text each other? Cool. At Violet M. Sparks says, yes, Hi, Violet. yes, social media, probably not cell phone. Okay. At Scalzo underscore 90 says, yes, I had no service in France for two weeks. And at Jordan Adler host. Hi, Jordan. What's up, Jordan? He says, nope, I don't think I could. And that's. Fair enough. That's a, yeah, that's. Fair a, enough. Moxie, could, could you go seven days without your phone? Yeah, I have. <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> Okay, I feel attacked here. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact that I, I cannot go seven days without my phone. I actually, well, when I, was in, um, when I was in Europe, I went without my phone pretty much. I didn't go without my phone, but I wasn't using it for things other than listening to music and taking photos. So, so exactly, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. I could. You know, I should have. I should have made the question: Could you go without technology? Yeah, that is like, true. Like advanced technology, like outside yeah. of cars and microwaves and stuff. Could you go with? That's technology. Why are cars and microwaves your two primary objects of focus here? Transportation and food. <laughs> <laughs> what about like ovens? Well, I mean that works too, but I mean I think microwaves more technology than an oven is. Maybe not. Who knows. Um, New question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what? Fair enough. I don't think I can go seven days without without phones or technology. I'm, I well, hold on. Let me take that back. The fact that my job consists of me being having yeah, a phone. That's and- the thing. I really <laughs> wish I could do like a social media cleanse. I have a bunch of friends who had have done this, but the you fact can. that no, I can't. Yes, you can. I will lose gigs if I can't. No, you no, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I literally it's not, would. It's not like you have other people in your life who can manage your social media for you. You know what? It's not like I've been your publicist for the last two weeks. 
<laughs> that is true, and you've been doing a very good job. Thanks. I got your video to a thousand views. It's at two thousand. So well, I've done a hell of a lot better than I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moxie. Uh, this has been a great show. Yes, it has. Episode special, 21. Special thanks to Gigi Ashworth. It was great having you on the show. Thank you. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out, out of, of time. time. No, Moxie, you can't do that. We did it together. No. Why are you mad at me? I, I say the intro. I say the outro. No, we say the outro together. No, we don't. Come on, let's do it again. Uh, my are you name ready? is. No, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ruben J. And I'm Oxia. And seriously, we're out of time. Okay, goodbye. For real. How do I stop this? <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.